All right, so here we are, man. Welcome yeah. to Bottled. Well, thanks, dude. Yeah, it's finally happened. I don't know how it happened, but it was... Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, nah, he doesn't want big old Rob, does he? I don't <laughs> like him, probably. I could have I mean... an insight to something. <laughs> 100%. I mean, why not? Why not? A lot of people, what they do is they uh, they send me a text or a lot of my friends, not that I'm very popular, but a lot of people uh, say they want to be on the podcast. And yeah. um, and I feel like they're making fun or they're just saying Talking it for the shit. sake of saying it. Yeah. yeah. They're like, you know, have me on the podcast and that's it. But yeah, it's just a bit suspicious there. But um, but yeah, it's great to have you, man. I'm just going to yeah. pop the beer open as well. Oh, I already pre-popped, man. All right. Cheers, bro. Ah, almost spilled it. Didn't even hit the webcam. Disgusted. <laughs> yeah, so what's been happening, man? Uh, the International, Dodo 2. Last night, did you watch all the games? I couldn't. Um, I, I, I got my girlfriend to come over to coach me on my little interview. <laughs> for 15 minutes. I'm yeah. pretty sure I, I fucked it a little bit. And I was like, she's like, why do you want to work with us? I'm like, oh, so I just want to like it easy desk job and uh, I might get to see Greg here and there and she's like oh you're here to work with your friends and just hang around I'm like no 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 I'll work hard it's okay yeah but is that what you said yeah and I'm like uh, oh fuck am I gonna get to round two probably not <laughs> uh, I don't know man it's it's a tough call it, it, it's a tough call but yeah everything else it was as smooth as gravy like yeah just like oh yeah She's telling me a little bit about the company. She's like, oh, I had a mental health day. And I'm like, what? You can get a day off just because you're having a bad day? I'm like, hell yeah. 100%. It's called, it's called a recharge day. I think a lot of organizations have started doing that now. Like, like, like in the kitchen, well, that's not a thing. Like, they'll be like, Rob, you died? And they're like, no. Like, there was this one guy that used to scare me at work. They're going... It was called Alex, and he was kind of brown, uh-huh. and he liked to go on the drugs a lot. And basically, one day he just had too much, and he calls Big Steve, and Big Steve's like, "He's like, hey, um, I don't think I'm actually safe to work t- tonight because I'm a bit fucked." Uh huh. And the guy got fired, man. Like, oh shit! Bring him who, Big, who's Steve Big Steve. On. Oh, he was the head chef. Yeah. How long have you been working in the kitchen for? Because it's a it's a cutthroat environment. It's tough, man. Ah, oh, I mean, if we count McDonald's, it's over ten years, dude. Ten years, yeah. It's a, a lot of people say it's sort of like you know it's it's a very similar um, environment to working in the army. And I'm like, I'm not sure what to make of that of that statement, but I do know because I worked in the kitchen for what three days. I got fired as soon as I started. Didn't even get paid, um, and. The I just couldn't take it. It was so dark in there. Dark, not in the sense of lighting, but it's just the, the environment. I just couldn't take it. That's not me. And for you to be working there for ten years, kudos. I mean, kudos <laughs> to you for you know pushing the industry forward. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 a weird thing in Australia. Like there's like there's no sort of tipping culture, and it's mm. like. The money's just plain shit, man. Like it's it, it's getting to the point where it's almost getting like unlivable. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask what the the minimum starting salary for a kitchen worker is? 
<laughs> from your knowledge. Okay. So, if you want the bare minimum, mm-hmm. they can rustle up a little, like, apprentice, like, a kid, he's, like, probably 16, 18, 20, under 21, trying to be a chef. They, they can get you being paid, like, I think it's $14 an hour. 14 Yeah. Is that even and legal? Technically, it is. Because ah. it's on-the-job training. But we all know that's a big load of shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, some, some of it is pretty necessary, but... Mm. Yeah, no, it's not a fun time. <laughs> no, I uh, see. There's a saying in retail, as in... If you're not out of the retail environment by a certain age, you're going to be there forever. Is there a, is there a similar thing in the kitchen as well? Mm, I would say, yeah. Like I'm kind of like reaching the end of that bracket. They go, oh, Rob, you're still young. You can do anything. I'm like, shit, I'm 28. Yeah. I'm going to die. If I'm not out of this kitchen, I'm going to die. In it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it it kind of feels that way because you, you're like, basically like a different species you don't get weekends off it's get like random like mondays tuesday it mm-hmm. kills your whole social life like yeah and, and you're working in a very uh very special environment there like it's unlike any other place it's it's sort of like you're in the kitchen it's wet and there's chefs shouting like there's people running all around there's orders coming in if it got hot but yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's just a very different environment. And I remember, remember this, 2016, I uh, was sent to this place to work for, um, and I got fired in like, three days when I started. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't move my hands. I thought I was doing it. And me coming from a um, like a, like a comfortable place in Nepal, I, I'd never even mopped before, like used the mop before. I, I'd mopped the floor with like clothes, how we do it in Asia, but never used a mop or never used these machines that you have in the kitchen. And, mm. oh, man, but the people working there, looking at them and just them being so natural in the, that environment, I'm like, oh, dude, I've got a lot to learn. It's, oh, it's, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I've seen, like, even waiters get just, like, chewed out. Like, like I, I feel like the first week of them is, like, the toughest. Mm. And then the yeah. second week's kind of tough. But then, yeah just like anything else mm. yeah but yeah the, the lockdown must have been good for you like a good break from all of that and then just gaming all around oh man the, the lockdown was like god's gift to me man like i, I was like kind of joking with my girlfriend and she's like oh yeah big china gave you that i'm like yeah china makes my favorite stuff my computers my lockdowns that's it i'm like you know, it's the gift that doesn't stop giving. <laughs> and now yeah. we want to go to war with the bastards. Can you yeah. believe it? There's a lot of tension happening there. Mm. You reckon... Yeah, I, I, my friend in the military says there's going to be a war in at least 10 years. Mm. Like, like a real war with nukes and stuff? Probably not with nukes, because no one, no one wins nukes. Nah. What, like, oh, suicide. Well, it, it, it's about taking ground and holding it, really. Yeah, man.
But do you think uh, this theory of where the coronavirus came from, as in, is it from a bat or is it from a lab? These things, it sort of seems like it's subsided now. But you think once the virus becomes a normal part of our lives, it's going to come back and then get China in the ass? Well, it really depends. You, you don't know anyone. You don't know who to trust, really. Like, no. If you think about it, like America has always been a war nation. Like highest military, and they, 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 there is evidence or conspiracies about um, John Cheney. Mm-hmm. I think it's John, but Cheney, anyway, kind of organized 9 11 as a false flag attack so they could invade Iraq mm-hmm. and steal their oil. Yeah. But I think it's like, okay, so this is where it gets a bit funny, because do you you know about the opium wars in China? No, I don't. Okay. So back in, you know, like the 1800s, 1900s, this is ultra brief. You got the English and they went to conquer fucking everyone because, you know, white power and all that jazz. And, you know, in, in the Queen's name. And... To China, they, you mean? Yeah, China. They went to China. Mm-hmm. And China basically, they put up this big fucking wall, Great Wall of China. They didn't want to trade with anyone for like thousand years, mm-hmm. and they were super arrogant apparently. And basically, they're like, "Oh, yeah, we fucking invented guns, fireworks. We're really fucking yeah. smart people. We don't, we don't want to talk to like people in India, people mm-hmm. English, like." Eventually, like, their tech kind of leaked out. And then fucking England knocks on the door, goes, Oi, mate, give me, give us your tea. And then they're just like, no, fuck you. And then they invaded, took yeah. their tea by force, mm. made a little sell- settlement, and tr- basically strong-armed a fucking trade agreement to get some tea. Just for tea. Just for tea. Literally for tea. All of that, just for tea. Just for a bit of fucking tea. <laughs> that sounds so England, man. And yeah. then eventually, they started trading drugs. They got some opium, and they got all these Chinese guys fucking hook smack into fucking opium. And then the Chinese government turns around and goes, hey, you can't do that. That's not allowed. Hmm. And then fucking England, you know what they, you know what those cunts do? What? They fucking annex a city. They fucking take it over. They go, hey, guess what? We own Hong Kong, and yeah, we'll beat you in every fucking battle. Yeah. And they're like, and they're like, okay, okay, you can sell us drugs. It's fine. And that's why Hong Kong has different rules to the rest of China, because mm. it's technically under the queen's jurisdiction and big china's kind of taken that i think hong kong last year mm-hmm. and the the big split in china was when they were doing like communism they got fucking absolutely bodied in world mm-hmm. war Two. completely bodied mm-hmm. like they got to the point where the Japanese generals that came in did the raping of Nanking. 
they would post in the newspaper how many beheadings they did per hour. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like a, it'll be a no joke, a fucking scoreboard. Yeah, and what year was this? When, when's this? About nineteen fifties, I guess. That's not oh. that long ago. Yeah, it was. Okay, Raking of Nanking. What was that? Okay. 1937. 37. So that's before World War II. Yeah. But. Shit, man. And they still haven't apologized. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why, that's why the tension right now, all the stress. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. it was that, and then they get bodied again. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you, you've got these really. Um, crazy rules coming in from china as well just most recent one um was uh the gaming restrictions on children under 18 in china have you have you read about that yeah i heard three hours a week hey, fuck yeah that. And, and one hour every day i think um what friday saturday and sunday like one hour every day or something and it's just crazy and a lot of chinese parents are uh, and I was surprised about this. A lot of Chinese parents are sort of rebelling against this. They they don't they don't like this new restriction that that's come in because children want to play, and um, the government the government's like, you know what, fuck that shit. We're gonna impose this rule because we think it's right and we think it's it goes against the Western civilization and what they're doing, and we do things our way. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I mean, ha have you ever played the game Civilizations? I have long time ago. Yeah, so it, it, it's kind of weird. Like, like China's going for what what we like to say the commercial victory. Mm -hmm. By what's, what's that? Simply just having all the money and all the production. Playing. Mm. If you play any four X games, if you make the most money, if you become so dominant, so powerful, commercial wise. No one can cross you, right? Yeah. Like, you'd be the richest motherfucker out there, and then, like, some little sub-nation like India or Nepal would be like, hey, we don't like you, and be like, hey, guess what? We just hired a whole nation to kill you. Like, <laughs> like you can't do anything. Like, yeah. They're, they're going for the commercial victory. 100%. And they're, they're doing it right. Yeah, well, there's a whole, there's so many books about China, man. Mm-hmm. Like, apparently it's really hard to get the money out of there, out of China. As in... Yeah. You can put money in, you can put money in, but it's hard to take it back out. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's the same thing in Nepal as well, but I, with Nepal it's a different story because it's a very weak economy compared to the, the global scale. But, but why China, though? What was that? Well, because if they get to hold of that money... Mm. They just have like more money, man. Yeah, so they don't want the money from the country to go out, basically. Yeah, they just want then, of dollars because they they have all this fucking money. They can buy vast resources, recycle that into contracts, and then go up to fuckers and go, "Hey, guess what? We want to build a road in your country, and then you have to give us all the toll money." And you know, like yeah. some poor nations say, "Hey, that's a good idea," but they they don't see after like. 
ten hundred years when they're still paying tolls. China's already remade all that money. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to this um, the podcast with um, the Korean North Korean defector? What's her name? Uh, nah. the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, let me just grab her name. Yeah, Park Yeonmi. Yeah. Anyway, so she was. Um, she tells the story about how she fled North Korea and then came via Mongolia to China. Oh no, sorry, from China to Mongolia, then South Korea, and then um, she's now in the U.S. And she she tells um, in the podcast about these horrible stories about what happens in China when the North Koreans are transported over, like they're sold as prostitutes, and some of them are sent back to be killed. And um, just the, the horrible things that happened there. And she also makes a bold claim that a lot of uh, these operations that are happening in North Korea, like missile launchers on, or developing nukes, um, it's all a majority of that is funded by China as well. Because oh, yeah. they deal in drugs in there with North Korea and North Korea. And oh, they're sort of like closely linked together, but they're not really open about it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, man. Like the, the communists like to like hang together. Mm. That's why they're not going like open war with uh, China right now. They're kind of like fucking around, getting some submarines, because they know, like, commu- like I'm not too sure, but they think like Russia might like dip in and be like, "Hey, can't bully him. He's part of the communist boys." Mm. You know, fucking around. Yeah, man. Like, you, you know you can't be gay in Russia? Even now? Even now. Oh. I Legitimate. Yeah, it will kill you. So being gay is illegal? Yeah, Forget about marriage, like just being gay. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Like They've got some like gay communities, but they're pretty secretive about it. Yeah. Oh, man. All, all these... Oh, I, I don't understand this. As in all these places with with some weird way of doing things and just closed economies and wouldn't you just want to live in a world where it, where it's just open everything's just open and like you have free movement but I guess it has its pros pros and cons but just learning about these you know these things that China does and North Korea does all together and the you know, what Russia is developing and what the U.S. is sort of brewing in the background. Um. Are we even going to see a 2050, man? Who knows, man? We could be drafted into the war. Right? It's like the World War Three. It's, um, it's you happened, never know. Yeah. The virus happened, as in the 100-year the pandemic happened. I'll, I'll start killing people and be like, this is for uh, TI-6, you Chinese bastards. <laughs> but then you would like... Uh, I was watching the. I was looking at a few facts and figures for the international yesterday. Um, I think there's 700 million players in China, not for Dota, but uh, in the overall gaming community. Like 700 million people play on a regular basis. Oh, That's it's a, a big market, man. Yeah. Like, have you have you seen how much pull they get with like movies and shit? No. Serious? Okay. So basically, uh, China does their own fucking movies but they select i think it's 10 or 20 western movies to be seen Hmm. over there and 
China has all these funny rules about basically movies and everything. They're kind of like Disney, but a little, yeah. little more hardcore. Like Disney doesn't like any beheadings or anything or rude words. And China doesn't like any skeletons for some reason. Or zombies or anything like depicting death. Uh, skeletons, you said? Skeletons, zombies. Oh. If they, they, they actually actually released a special version of Dota 2. And you can see, like, Clinks gets, like, a helmet and Pudge what? is all stitched up. Yeah, I'm not You're fucking joking. around. Let me have a look. Yeah, right in Chinese Dota. And they've, uh... That was half the reason they got rid of Skeleton King. What did you have again? So Chinese Pudge. Yeah. I'm looking at this uh, very lean character. Yeah, um, they, like they like full stitched him up. Like he yeah, doesn't I have like see, any yeah. organs coming out. He's just, like, ah. I see what you mean, yeah. So mm. Valve had to sort of redo the hero just to release them in China. Yeah, they had to redo the whole game. Oh, um, look at look look at Life Stealer here. Yeah. Uh, a link. There you go. Look, look at Life Stealer. Yeah, on chat. Look how friendly he is. Now you sent me Podge's link. Oh, oh. Here we go. Let's get some more low violence mode. Oh. Yeah, even Clinks is completely changed. Yeah. He still looks skinny, as in you can see there's a lot of bones there, but he's not a skeleton anymore. Yeah. So he's not allowed no more. <laughs> it's on the Steam-powered website. Yeah. I mean, so you... it makes sense for companies to do this. I mean, there's 700 million players there. Like, why yeah. wouldn't you just make a few changes and just submit it? And th this also happens to movies as well. Like, they get this Chinese dude, and he's like, all right, let's see if this movie breaches these guidelines. You got a skeleton there, and you'd be like, oh, no, he's not a skeleton. He's just a fat guy. That hooks people. Is it a superstition thing? Like, skeletons and these organs, they, or it's just violence they don't like? I mean... Ugh, like, they fucking love kung fu, right? Yeah. And like, I don't know, it's just they don't like the the spookiness of it. They don't like death. Yeah. Like, even uh, before, which sounds like death, apparently. Oh, even even the color white oh, they yeah. fucking hate. There was a whole thing in um Ronald McDonald trying to break into China. Uh-huh. And he literally looked like the Grim Reaper to them. <laughs> I'm not fucking around. Oh, wow. Like, he was literally like a clown. Yeah. In fucking red. And he's like, like it, it, it looks like Pennywise for them, bro. It was like, yeah. you're trying to sell us the American dream. <laughs> Better die, boy.
Yeah. You know, there's a there's a gamut of apartments in roads in New South Wales. Yeah. I think the developers are Chinese and they named the apartments. They numbered the apartments one, two, three, five, six, seven. And similarly, even in the elevators, I think they don't have number four on it in Chinese elevators in China. So they, they try and stray away from number four at all costs, whether it be naming a building or putting a, the number on the lift or naming a room accordingly. Because number four, or when you say fa in Chinese, apparently it sounds like death. Mm, okay. Well, yeah. that's weird because if you play Ember Spirit, he only talks in four-word four sentences. Yeah. Everything are. he says is four words. But does the Chinese Ember Spirit do that? Well, I don't know. I need to find out. Actually, if you want a good laugh, um, Google a Chinese zombie. Chinese zombie. <laughs> no joke, they hop and they kill you with one like touch. <laughs> oh, have you watched, uh, have you seen the movie Gods Must Be Crazy? No. Nah, um... Oh man! Oh wow! These wait—is are... that the one with the animals? Uh, yeah, that's uh, the one in the desert with the animals. But there's one with the Chinese um, ancestors, like this. It's fucking scary, man. Is that? Yeah, the gods must be. Let me let me grab the version for you. Right, so crazy safari. Um, yeah, so it's called "Gods Must Be Crazy," um, and the um, the the tag name is "Crazy Safari," which is shot in China. So basically, these guys uh, from the original movie they go to China and they come across this Chinese ancestor, and they hop with their arms like that. Mm, mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's it's oh man. I, I think I'd be more scared of a zombie like this than a than a dead like an undying. Oh yeah, right. Well, the classic thing, like an undying zombie, they're like brainless. They're like god oh, brains, brains. But these guys, they look powerful. They look like they've eaten McDonald's for their entire lives, and they're like hopping around with sharp nails trying to poke you. Oh man, I don't know. When, when I'll see them hop, I'll just lose it, man. I'll be like, "Fucking <laughs> idiot!" Now watch the movie. Oh man, this takes me back to childhood. Watch the movie. Gods must be crazy. Crazy safari. I think yeah, it's it's part three. Yeah, and like I was saying, why wouldn't you do these things for China? Seven hundred million players, and um. No wonder the the prize pool for the international is forty million dollars, forty million bucks for a game. If you think about it, I mean, I love the game, I worship it, but for a game like you're you're playing together on a computer, and um, it's barely even classified as sport now, and you're paying forty million dollars for the winners, and all of these monies. You tell, I think you know this better. So these money come from players like us purchasing items in game which goes towards the pool. Would that be correct? Yeah. Like, it's, they, they kinda, it's kinda weird this year 
They're not asking anyone for money. Huh. But I thought you purchase um, in-game items and they get uh, seventy uh, or a certain portion of that goes into the pool. No? Uh, okay, so what happens, it's just like the Nemesis pass. You can buy your levels and all that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like 25% goes to the actual prize pool, mm-hmm. usually. And that can kind of like balloon out to something ridiculous. And yeah. any other game doesn't even come close. Yeah. It's just crazy, man. $40 million. It's the number one game right now in terms of esports. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that will argue. They'll be like, oh, League of Legends has more players. Ha, ha, ha. And clearly they haven't done their research. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, they got more players, but they've got, like, one-tenth of the fucking prize pool. Not even that. No. Like, Dota <laughs> players make them look homeless, man. Yeah. I mean, FIFA World Cup, uh, the 2018 version, uh, sorry, the 2018 FIFA World Cup, the winning <laughs> team took home $38 million. And this year, Dota 2, the international... The main competition, they're taking forty million bucks. So it's more than more than fucking football. <laughs> yeah. And I was having this conversation with uh, with one of my housemates, and he raised a very good point. Like he's not a he doesn't really play games that much, but he sort of understands how, the, how these things work. And he was saying, like, if you want to organize a cricket World Cup or a a football world cup like you've got to have all these contracts with broadcasters and televisions and you've got to book venues and make sure the city where it's being held is clean and there's a lot of cost involved there's a lot of labor management involved but the thing with dota 2 or any other online game if you want to organize this is you basically book one arena with what 50 60 70 thousand people in it and it's a game that's already been developed and there's not a lot of cost involved it's just playing players playing against each other and that could be one of the reasons why the prize pool is high oh no i i think if you've you've ever been to a ti they, they do a lot of shit yeah like um they, like I, I went to seattle mm-hmm. ti6 and they've got basically a real big fucking stage they've got I don't know, 10 gaming computers. They got a soundproof box. Mm-hmm. They got little wristbands they give everyone. They got a bunch of like goodies for coming. Like you get a little backpack. Like a more of like a library bag than anything. You get like a. Yeah. You get some like a. Uh, you get this. When I went, you got this weird thing you could paint mm-hmm. and a water bottle. That looks like this. Ah. Oh. With a with the logo as well there. With the logo. Yeah. Um and yeah, they they had they hired out some entertainment. Mm. They had uh Lee, I think Lindsay Sterling. Mm. And she's this, this crazy chick with a violin dressed up as like Queen Runner at the time. Ah. Oh. Doing like a full concert. A cosplay. Yeah, it was a cosplay, and she was, like, playing the shit out of the violin, bro. 
playing. Mm. It was magical. You had a lot of fun then. What yeah. year was that? I think it was 2016, my friend. 2016 sounds like ages ago. But that's what I'm saying. Like what he described there, that does sound fun. But yeah. It so- also sounds like a concert. Like it's like concerts happen everywhere and organizing a FIFA World Cup kind of. But it's a concert event. for a week. Yeah, but do you think it's as hard to organize or it's as big in terms of cost and expense as um, organizing the Olympics or organizing a month-long physical activity game? Okay. Not as big as the Olympics. Probably like a 10-day Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, they got like the opening ceremony and then... Hmm. They got their entertainment, they got their big screens to fucking put on. So like hundred I don't know couple million people can watch. Yeah. All four sides, right? Yeah, you need a real big screen. Yeah, you would, man. Um you you've got I don't know, thirty different casters. what's a caster? Oh like you know, some bloke talking over a game. Oh, okay, yeah. Commentators, mm. casters, and like yeah. they do get up to some shenanigans though. Like if you ever seen like you'd have action slacks and he'll just hide in the crowd mm. with a whole like TV crew following him. Like yeah. the, the, it, it's not like oh yeah, ten people sit down and play video games on a screen. It's there's there's a bit more involved. Like, they have, like, cameras, they have, like, guys on, like, I don't know, they're, like, machines that can, like, zoom in and out, like, mm. like, real stage quality, like, it, it's not like a Super Bowl where everyone just comes out, sits there, and they, they, got, they, got, they got the cameras and all that, but yeah. I, I think, like, a Super Bowl would be easier to organize, because... Mm. I've done it a million times, and it's just like, okay, we'll just hire M&M to do something. Yeah. No, I see what you mean. I guess you've got to be there, like go to one of those events to sort of see what, what really happens, which you have um, yeah. in 2016. I haven't, which is which is a dream of mine. Like, I'd love to go one day um, and sort of experience something that has come into such a huge limelight. And... Uh, you know, these are things we only dreamt of when we were kids, right? Like you yeah. play games to have fun. You don't really play. Uh, you, you you would have never thought, you would have never even imagined <laughs> that this would be a multi-million dollar industry which you can participate in and win real money out of. Yeah, I, and I was looking at this website this morning. Um, a lot of colleges and a lot, a lot of institutes in the Philippines have started doing these esports courses now. And even one of ours, the Queensland University of Technology, I think, QUT, um, has a, an esports course now, starting from high school. No shit, man. Yeah. So- I think, uh, well, let, me, let me just reconfirm what the name was. Yeah, yeah, QUT, Queensland University of Technology. Like, they have this esports program and arenas that's all set up there like it's like a hotel management course where you go into a like a studio set up to learn practical they have an arena there how cool is that 
Mm. Yeah. Like, I, I was thinking, like, possibly in the future, I could have, like, a whole esports bar. Oh, what's that? Oh, it was just, like, some little fluff dream, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to be, like, a mini TI. Oh, <laughs> and you organize this? Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll just be, like, randoms. You know, it'll be, like, five of your boys, so five of someone else. It's all scheduled. Yeah. Beer prizes. But I'm like, does it have a following? And I'm like, maybe. Oh, I see what you mean. So, like, an eSports arena kind of bar. Yeah. Where you're playing against each other and then the, the winning prizes, like, beer and food and wings, possibly. Oh, yeah. Wings. Chicken dinners. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it, I'm i like, on paper, I'm like, it sounds amazing, but then I'm like, what, what's the actual cost of it all? Like, it, it's real hard to do business because it, it's yeah. all about, like, asses on seats and how much money you can really just grab out of people real quick. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't really focus on, like, uh, super fine products as well. Like, the product has to be there. But like you said, you've got to like the intention is to take money out of people mm. and make sure like your more customers are coming in and not spending the entire yeah. Day I mean, like cafe or bar. You you could get a full house, but like it wouldn't be the same as like a restaurant. You know, like people mm. in a restaurant, the in and out it's called a cover. Yeah, and that's that. The aim is forty five minutes to get you in the door, served, and out on, out on your way. Forty five minutes. Yeah, forty-five. Mm. Oh, what's what's the average? Do you know of how long people spend at a normal restaurant? Um, it, it that differs to different like restaurants. Like, I know at McDonald's, they've got special seats that get more uncomfortable the longer you sit on. Yeah. Does that even? <laughs> Even your benches and small seats in the city, um, like the city of Sydney, mm. they're not very comfortable. And for two reasons. Uh, one is they don't really want a lot of homeless population to sleep on those benches and just make small, comfortable areas in the city their home. And second, I think it has something to do with the acoustics as well of how things sound in the city and certain things like benches <laughs> and statues. Are built the way they are, just so they can, I think, reflect or absorb sound. There, there is a science behind this. Seriously, acoustic. Yeah, yeah. And there, there, there is a video on YouTube somewhere uh, where they say what the city would actually sound like if these benches and all these, these things in the city weren't designed with that in mind. And it's just, it, it was horrible to listen to. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, you know, going back to that thing about um, the sports bar and you know why you thought about doing it, do you think this craze of people wanting to game and just play games and just acquire new games, like look for new technology out there, is it? Do you see a massive future for this? Oh, as I like to explain it to my girlfriend, it's, a, it's the perfect medium, like. It's not like, oh, it's a movie. It's all happening here. It's, you're actually in the story. You can do, you can progress it how you like it. 
you can make different choices, you know, like it's not like the 56 card of the Lord of the Rings and they change everything. Like mm. it's the perfect medium. It's better than a book, better than a film. A literal interactive experience. Like, I, I don't know. That, that, I don't see anything overcoming it. I only see it getting better. Yeah. But why do you think gaming's not that respected then? Like you said, it's better than reading a book, but a majority of the population don't believe that. All they see is a guy just, you know, spending his day playing games or coming back from work or school and doing nothing else but playing games, sitting on his ass all day or all evening playing games. Uh, what do you think that is? Whereas when somebody reads a book, oh, look at that guy. Like he's reading a book. Wow. Yeah. So educated. Right? Oh, he just came back from work and he's on his book already. Goddamn. Yeah. Is that, is that Hunger good. Games? Yeah, that's a good it's, book, man. Oh, yeah? <laughs> no, it's not. No. <laughs> I mean, people would argue against me, but it's fine. But but yeah, it's it is an experience, man. Gaming is just phenomenal. It's like you 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 are the master of your own story, even virtually. Mm. And a lot of people say you don't really learn anything from games, and I to that I disagree. I play Dota every day, and I think I think my reflexes and my ability to sort of analyze a certain situation in a battle arena and make strategies accordingly and communicate with your teammates and there's a lot of toxicity in gaming as well and to sort of you know to a certain extent extent motivate someone to do something and to get back in the game to get the head you know back in the game it's a skill man oh yeah i mean i don't see other games get as hated as dota I guess that's why you sort of keep coming back. It's like it's a bad experience. Like uh, Action Slack said, like what keeps people like keep watching Dota is you kind of like learn these things, and it's all just trauma. They go, "Oh shit, they got a morphling on the enemy team. He's a slippery one. Mm-hmm. He's all how's 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 my boys going to get out of this one?" Like, it, it's basically just solving a complex puzzle. Yeah. And there's a lot of moving parts, literally. Like, there's, like, <laughs> five people on your team and five people on the other team. And you're legit going in there with nothing. And then you're farming gold, like, in-game gold, and trying to build something from scratch. And like you said, there's a Morphling out there. Like Morphling is a particularly lethal hero if given the space and stuff. And so you're you're tackling all these things every single day as a part of your your um, what's the word? Come on, your recreation, right? Yeah. Right? Like if you're reading a book, you're following a story. I'm I'm all for reading books. I love uh, I love certain books. I'm not a reader though, but. Well, not, that, not all books have stories. Some books are educational. Some books are math books. Like, you're reading, sure, it could be fiction, but it could not be fiction. It could not, but you're, you're following pages, though. Yeah. Like, you're following, regardless of how slow or fast you read it or what position you sit in and read, the story or the content of the book is going to be the same. Mm. 
but with gaming it's so different and you you now in 2021 the gaming's not the same anymore that was in 1995 like it's it's all the inspiration from back then but the gaming games now have become so affluent in in what they're trying to do like for example have you played red dead redemption one or two um the Sorry. most recent one too i think yeah two yeah have you yeah Either. i haven't but they say that the the story that the world in that game is just incredible it's just oh, it is, man like i felt like a little cowboy afterwards man really yeah and i i kind of wanted to pick up some of the mannerisms too like old timey like they'd be like you're turning yellow on me boy and i'd be like greg you're turning yellow on me you coward yeah, you but what's the good about the game though like what 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 sort of hooked you in okay so it's grand theft auto with horses right but mm-hmm. what, what the story's good you, you get this guy He's called Arthur Morgan. And you, you get to kind of choose if you're going to be a good cop, bad cop, doesn't really matter. Like, you, you try to do what's right, and just... They, they've got this weird system about every minute and 45 seconds, mm-hmm. they'll pop something into the game, and it will just be, like, a random occurrence, like, a random occurrence, but... You'd see something, and you'd be like, "Oh, there's a there's a lady at the end of the road, and she needs help." And you have to make a little decision: go, do I help the lady? Hmm. Well, I don't. Well, I just keep on trucking. Like they'll have all these random currents to grab your uh, your interest every like a minute minute forty five, I think. Oh, interesting. As in, like a side quest or something, or just a yeah, it'll be it'll be just a tiny side quest, and then. There was one time I'm like, all right, I'll help this bitch, right? Like, The Witcher kind of does it as well, well, to an extent. And you'll be like, okay, I'll go here. And then you find out it's just an ambush. And there's, like, five different guys shooting at you and be like, oh, I got tricked. And you go, oh, I didn't expect this to happen. Oh, boy. And there's, like, other, like, more laid out side missions like there'll be like a particular character in your caravan and Mm. i think they'll they'll tell you to do something and then they'll be like thank you offer and like later in the game they'll be a bit more loyal to you ah so there's like six different endings and shit yeah i was reading one of the reviews and it said I think that uh, Red Dead Redemption and GTA are the only few games where the online version is totally um, a mess compared to the single-player version. And I wondered why, because I've always been a real fan of the online version of gaming because you get to interact all with the world and all these people in it. And I was reading one of the, re- one of the reviews for RDR, Red Dead Redemption, and they said I hated the online game because of the fact that Arthur Morgan, which apparently is the cowboy, uh, isn't in the online version. And that particular reviewer had a very nice connection with the story. Would, would the story be the, the massive selling point of RDR? Oh, of course, man. 
I mean, like, the game's fun. Like, you can literally rob, like, stagecoaches and shit and gamble and fuck around town and break into people's houses and all that. But hmm. the, the difference is when people play online games, they're just going to do funny, ridiculous shit. Like, and you, you can't, like, they won't give you a side like quest or anything. They might help you with it, or they might just shoot you in the head. There's like, there's no in between. Yeah. They could do the friendly, the crouch thing, and maybe they might be friendly. But like, everyone's an asshole, dude. In in that game. Oh yeah. I mean, like mainly all online games where it's like an open world like that. Mm. Like. I was playing Escape from Tarkov, uh-huh. and that that's a funny one. It's a uh, it's a looter shooter with like realism, so you can, you can break limbs and shit. Oh, okay. And you'll be like hobbling around with a broken arm, and you'll be trying to shoot the gun, and you're like, oh, oh. And you can bleed out and die from dehydration, and half the games, like, in night time if you want, or you can only go, I don't know, you, you get to pick your times. Oh, okay. Remember that mission in GTA Vice City? Uh, where you've got to drive a vehicle, but you're super drunk, and the vehicle's all going just sideways, and it, it's it, it's as if you're drinking in real life and, and, and driving a vehicle, so you couldn't really control the vehicle. I think that was... Uh, that was a reflection of reality I've, I had seen in um, in years. I don't know. I, I, always thought that, I, I thought that bit was a bit superficial. Like, I don't get all woozy, woozy, like drunk. Hmm. But for its time, the GTA Vice City, you've got to consider that came out, what, 15 years ago? Or when was it? 2002, so that's about yeah. 18 years. 18 years. For that time, it depends on when you played it. But if you play it now, yeah, it sort of looks fake. But um, I mean, I, I think the only good thing about Vice City was you could get you could use bikes, right? Oh my god, how did I know that? What? It was actually released two thousand and two. Oh. I even looked it up. Oh, so you just guessed. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I remember when I played it, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure GTA 1 was uh, 2000, and I'm like, two years later, they put in the bike, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm like eager to um, sort of, you know, every day I, I wake up, I do my thing, whatever I'm doing, and then there is a side of me that says, all right, I'm going to go home tonight and play some Dota. I'm going to go home and play some some games that's just going to energize me. And it's just a, it's a beautiful feeling. But then you, when you sit down to play and you have these jerks, these toxic players who just destroy the game, just like last night, I was, I was in a game with uh, Nightmare, our very old, you know, our lovely mate, Tavel. And um, the game before that, uh, what, there was a lady in the game, like she was on the mic Ooh. as well. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, we've got to preserve these beings. Uh, but anyway, she was, she was on the mic as well, and then she was playing Disruptor. But I think she she said she was drinking. And 
midway through the game, like 35 minutes in, she starts going all wonky. She starts throwing like she she she, she has no idea what she's doing. And her ex- excuse is that she's drunk and she starts flirting with one of the other players in the game. Hell yeah. that, and we, we eventually lost it. Uh, we lost the game. But, uh, you know, speaking of the, the this toxic behavior that's in gaming, why, why do you think, Rob, why do you think this, this happens? Why are people dickheads in, online? And they're not the same in real life if you, meet, if you happen to meet them. Oh, there's many caveats, my friend. But, like, Dota is a very social game. Like, you, you know, you, you're locked into a team and four people are going to be in your new family. Play them or have, play, hate them or love them. So there's a lot of people that like to shift the blame. If, let's say, I did a big goof, I got ganked in the jungle, I go, oh, no vision. This asshole didn't make it safe for me. Didn't, no one told this guy was going to get me. It's your fault, not mine. What? You let me down, team. And they can shift that blame. It's about not really taking responsibility. Hmm. And if they can get it like started on someone else, I'm not going to get blamed the whole match. I'll be like, oh, yeah, we lost the lane. Just fucking win runner. Yeah. Can't land a fucking stun, dumb bitch. And then it it scientifically when they're kinda of getting flamed like that, they will perform worse. And then it will kinda of usually snowball and they'd be like, Oh yeah, fucking Wind Ranger. It was her the whole time. It won't be a comeback. There'll be no redemption. Yeah. And I I think people secretly know this. And, like, the second something bad happens, they go, who's the fall guy? Who's the scapegoat? Like, I've noticed a lot of people start putting this case together. As in, when you start losing, you identify someone you can put the blame on. And you're Mm. like, you know what? That guy. All right. Notice our carry. Notice our safe lane carry. He hasn't been doing shit. And dude, it's 24 minutes in and they start putting the blame towards, and you're right. Like you, you want, you know, if you're playing a game, if you want to win, you want to put the blame on someone else. If you're losing, just to make yourself feel better. Mm, yeah. The, see, safe, the safe lane one's always fun. It's like, oh, 24 minutes, only a battle fury. Yeah. We've been getting bodied in fights because you haven't been there, big dog. Yeah. Like, that's, that's an easy one. You probably get that a lot. That's a classic one, yeah. And I hate when that happens. And it's something I have to develop on, like work on myself as well. As soon as you start, I sense some kind of negativity towards me or towards one of my teammates. I just lose it. I lose it. It's like it's not even a, a motivating kind of energy. It's it's like you know, oh fuck this shit. It's like it's it's another shitty game again. <laughs> it's it's gone. It's gone sideways. Yeah. And see, this links back to what we were talking about, the benefits of gaming. It's like you're coming across these assholes every single day and you're trying to diffuse these situations and you're trying to work through it. I just love it. Yeah. yeah. We're a special kind of people. We are, hey, yeah. And I that... mean, like, if you're playing any other game, you don't really get this commitment. If it's League of Legends, you can go, oh, 
Alright, we all give up 20 minutes. Game's over. We got body. Yeah. We can flame in the lobby afterwards. <laughs> Dota, you don't... There's no, there's no cancel button. It's like life. You just gotta live with it. What's your thought on that? Should there be a cancel button or not? Fuck no. Right? Like... Like, all, all the new players want it. All the old players hate it. They'd be like, oh, it just, just, just didn't win my lane, man. We've got, we're finished. Yeah. And it, you, you truly miss out on what could have happened. Like, you, you could have been doing the worst in the team. You could be getting absolutely fucked. But there is a very real chance you could come out on top. Like, right? you, yeah. Like, it's happened so many times. It, it, it just makes me believe. I'd be like, all right, I'm behind. But we can get back in there. And isn't that a beautiful feeling? As in something you've already lost. You've, <laughs> you've lost. You, you think you've lost hard. And then you come back, uh, come back again. And you work your way through it. And you win a couple of fights. And you win the fucking game. And like you said, that's such a beautiful thing. Mm. Um, what could have happened? Like you miss out on what could have happened. Oh my god! Exactly. And a lot of players don't get that. Like as soon as you start losing the game, you start saying "GG," which is "good game" or "I'm done," or "this game's lost," and that's terrible. And I wonder where 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 do you guys come from? Isn't do you do you have, are you alive? Like are you bots in real life, or are you like human beings? Have you never really felt? victory after losing and it just makes me wonder because a lot of people like you and i and everybody else like we we've had we've had our hardships in life we've gone through things right we've had hard times we've had tough times and we've come through it and we've done better things now we're in a better place a lot of us and i think people have to put that same philosophy into gaming as well like you have bad times and you're stuck in a house with people you don't like but what do you do to make things better instead of complaining about it? Yeah, well, as I like to say, there's two peoples in life. There's doers and complainers. It's got to figure out which one are you. Yeah. You, are you a complainer or a doer, man? Mate, what do you think? Well, you might be a doer. You're right. I, I, I know our friend Nightmare is a definite complainer. <laughs> Shout out to Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Playing away, my babe. Right, yeah. But no, it, it's it's been fun, man. I'm glad I met you guys, and um, I think it's it, the game's more fun when you play with friends. Um, and I've noticed like I, these things happen in teams. Uh, like you you get tired of one another. It, it's gonna happen, and it's it it happens time and again. Like it's just a part of life. But the beauty of that is we sort of work through this like i keep saying this like a fucking broken radio but that's why i love games so much especially dota 2 it's just changed my life in so many ways it's like you fix problems every single day and um there's all these talks about having gaming in moderation and uh, linking gaming to gun violence or even general violence and i to that i say everything has to be moderated yes like it's you can't really put a blame on something like it's game is art someone's developed this it's a story 
right? People are playing this and they're trying to, you know, achieve something in the game. It's art. But, you know, as parents or as even as an adult, you must moderate this. And you can't be linking general violence or you can't be making statements like games invite violence or games instigate violence. I mean, there was violence before games. <laughs> Quite a lot. Right. And also, like, I think the the reason gaming gets a bad stigma is it's it, it's an escape, and at some point it can be pretty antisocial to be like, oh, do I want to hang out with some fucking dude bros and some annoying women, or do I want to play some games? Like, it it becomes like a fucking struggle for me sometimes. I'm like, I I, I sit there and I'm like, am I enjoying this party? And it's a simple yes or no. Yeah. And then I'll be like, yeah, you guys can't complete my cowboy game. Sorry. <laughs> like, and like girlfriends will get jealous of it too. Mainly because they, they just don't want to try it. They, they won't give it a chance. He's better than me. How can I? He's on the 24-7. Like, yeah, that that's and, always been a story, as in girls not understanding boys, and even boys not understanding girls. I I don't want to put the blame on just the girls, but gender bias. Yeah, it's just not something that we sort of haven't um we've sort of understood about each other. I've had um I've had friends with wives and girlfriends uh, who struggle to get a game or two um in a day, and which is I don't know, yeah. I don't know, man, I don't know what to say about it because you're watching TV. <laughs> For five hours, but you can't play a game for an hour or something. But well, it, it, it well a TV or a movie with your lady friends always. Oh, he's with me. Quality time. That's what. It, and you, you can't really get your snuggles playing some games. I mean, I've tried. God, I've tried. Like, I got out the uh, the old wireless game, and I'm in the bed. And I'm like, yeah, we're having fun, right? We're, what do you think they're gonna do next? This is a like I, I really wanted to try with Resident Evil Eight, and I'm like, bro, that was scary. And she's like, why did you jump? I'm like, scary man. The bird's going. <laughs> I felt like I was in there. Like, yeah, it didn't work out. I wanted it to work though. Yeah, well, you, you tried. That's the thing. I, I, I think maybe two controls. She has to have some input. Hmm. And I, I think that there's a big need for more couple games. Mm -hmm. I think if you could find, like, I would say, like, Mario Party is a couple game, but there needs to be, like, more team games, more co-op games. Yeah. I was just thinking about this the other day, and there, there apparently is a game on PlayStation for made for couples where you're uh, fighting through all these levels together. But I was thinking, imagine is, a game. Is, is that the one of the divorce and the kid? I have no idea. I haven't played it. A cousin right. of mine did. But I was thinking to myself, imagine a game where it's like The Sims. It's like The Sims, right? But it happens in a house, and you play as a couple like a man and wife or a man mm -hmm. and man or whatever. And 
you're you're doing household chores and then you're doing things you would on a daily basis and you're planning vacations together and you, you can do things as a couple in the house or you, you can even start a business together like there, there's all these challenges that come in as well and i, I mean think, they got that what is it um it's a little ds one no sorry it's uh It's kind of like that. It's it's Nintendo. They have little furry characters in it. Um, something but, nearly. But yeah, I was thinking in it. Imagine a game like that. If if it already exists, that's that's great. But Animal um, Crossing. Animal Crossing. Yes, uh, I never played it, but uh... okay. Essentially, what happens in that? Mm-hmm. You're a dude, bro, and then you get thrown into this place, and mm-hmm. essentially you get a mortgage you have to pay off. Really? Yeah, you get a mortgage, and you have to interact with whole village, and yeah, you make friends. You get rid of villages you don't like. You uh, make your village more oh. desirable to get more fancy type of villagers in. And, oh, dude, chicks go off on it. They love it. They just go crazy. You can fish. You can, like, redesign. You can invite people into your house. You can be like, yeah, I I made a... I made a this. And that's also kind of like Minecraft a little bit. Mm. Like, there there are, like, well-building games. Yeah, I mean, when you say uh, Animal Crossing, all I was thinking about is like Animal Kingdom, where you have a small farm, or Stardew Valley, where you have a farm and you're taking care of cows and chicken. And mm-hmm. uh, that's what I thought. But yeah, once you yeah, say it's, it's it, essentially the same. I mean, yeah, but you have a couple elements on this as well. Yeah, like, I don't know, two people could get the game. I think Stardew Valley is co-op, I believe. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can have sex with the NPCs in that as well. Oh, okay. Well, you're <laughs> buying the game. Hey. There's a reason Mass Effect was such a big seller. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd love to be in a world, man, where, like you said, you have these games and your couples are playing it and friends are playing it all together and games are more widely accepted. Um, I mean, I think they are. They are like it's a, it's a billion dollar industry, but from a household level, from an educational level, like a college or university level, like people are focusing or treating games as a form of art. I'd love to live in a world like that. Yeah, I mean, it's like, not, it's... I don't know why there's such a big stigma for being a gamer. I think it's just because we're old. Because like. This new generation, it, it, like I'm, I'm even seeing like chicks on like Tinder. They're like, "Oh, I'm a gamer." Yeah, and I'm like, Quite "Wow." I mean, it's good for getting some young birds, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I play a bit of dots. <laughs> but like, the, the stigma is going away, man. It is. It is. Yeah, hundred percent. But um, I think it depends on where you are as well. Uh, Obviously, where we are, the stigma is going away, um, and which is, which is great to see. You have all these things coming in. 
but um, I've had the best times in my life and I've met the best people uh, playing games like this. I remember, uh, well, I think this was 2012 or 10, I think about 10 years ago. Um, I played with these guys online. I was still in Nepal and I played with these guys online and we became really good friends. And the best thing about Nepal is most people, like most people who play those games were from Kathmandu, which is the city where I was from as well. Oh, so yeah. we were all very close. And then we could, you know, if you wanted to meet someone, you could because we were, you know, it's not like someone's in Brisbane or someone's in Victoria. We were all in the city, the, the same place. And, um, <laughs> I remember, you know, we playing these games that we'd never met before and we started, uh, you know, we started making plans to meet outdoors and then, you know, uh, do a certain competition one day and we, we, as in meet up and play competitions and play games. And I remember meeting them and them taking me to this beautiful, exotic, like such a phenomenal place in the city itself I'd never been to before. And... Um, this guy whose house we went to, he lived in a an old building, like a very you know uh, hundreds of years old, hundreds of um, years old building, and we went there and spent the entire day drinking and playing Dota, and that day is sort of ingrained in my head, and it's going to be there forever. That sounds special, man. Yeah. It's the most beautiful thing ever. I've never met these people before, but we meet one day and they take me to this place and it was so beautiful. And um, I think it's the first time I've talked to anyone about this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, kind of the same thing happened. Though, like one, one of my best friends, he moved mm-hmm. to uh, New Zealand and not New Zealand, sorry, Queensland. And anyway, I haven't seen, I was playing games, Warcraft 3, from like basically primary school. You ran away in like high school, Mm. essentially. And I I still play games of his best mate. And like, I I barely talk to old old mate anymore. But yeah, me and his best mate keep gaming. (laughs) And it it did his, I, I met him at a party one time of my best mate and yeah his dad was like like just taking it back he was like what do you mean you've been playing with rob for six years and you've never met him you just heard the voice do you know it too and i'm like yeah dude. and his dad was just taking it back he's like holy shit i never like concepted that like right. you'd know some bloke like so long and then you see him you're like what like old time usually like what the fuck happened there right and it's so special it's like you've only met the person online and just the ways your paths crossed with each other and you're there like you know even this interview right now i mean two or three months ago if you ask if you if you um if you tell me you'll be uh recording a podcast with uh green gobbo from dota 2 you one you've never met before i'd be like what uh, yeah <laughs> well here we are and um but yeah man um thanks for doing this it's uh, I've, I've had a lot of fun no oh, yeah man anytime brother yeah Get a part two maybe yeah 100 percent. yeah we'll i mean do that. I'll, I'll probably be busy because i'll have a job but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, come on. Even if you do have a job, like you can, you can. I'll find spend. time. 
Yeah. Of course. All right, um, man. I don't want to get back to work on Monday, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you going back to the back to the kitchen or back to uh, the kitchen, man? Five o'clock. Yeah. Or oh, five o'clock in the evening. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh yeah. Of course. Like the, the freedom day. Is... Oh, so the kitchen yeah, work hours are in the evening. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, and during the day, but yeah. I'm back to first night. Then oh, doubles, wow. doubles, doubles. Yeah. It's gonna be fun, man. How long have you stayed home for? At four months. Yeah. Good break, right? Yeah, I feel like I'm well rested. With an extra fifteen kilos. <laughs> what two yeah, two hundred and fifty now? <laughs> All right, man. Uh, Rob, cheers, bro. It's been fun, and um, we'll, we'll we'll do it again. We'll do it again. Um, and yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you in game. All right. Very shortly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Cheers, bro. Cheers, man. Oh, doing it again. <laughs>